Welcome to a special program from infertility to family. It can be a difficult subject. This hour, we talk about finding the pathway to parenthood using today's fertility treatments. Today's show is brought to you by the Utah Fertility Center. Our host is Amanda Dixon on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. What a delight it is to talk about this subject and to give people hope. I hope that we're doing that this hour with my guest, Dr. Russell Folk, who is the medical director of the Utah Fertility Center, and with Tyler and Callie, who are here expecting twins. <laughs> now I'm going to have to require you to give me a picture of those twins oh, when they absolutely, arrive. Absolutely. I, I want to start with you, doctor, because this I just think is wonderful that when you first started your practice, when was that when you first started your practice? In 1995. 1995. You had to give more bad news than you do now. Mm-hmm. And you would say... That's true because of technology? Um, yeah, the lack of back then. The lack of back then yeah. and the change now. The like, tremendous it, change. So you know, we were speaking during the break. When I was first starting out, the success rates, even with the best treatments we had at the time, like in vitro fertilization was 30%, 40%, whereas nowadays it's in the 60 to 80%. And so I just recall when I was first starting, you know, it's very depressing for me to give bad news as I well. Bet. And how, how did I cope back then? It really amazes me looking back because now it's such a fun field when I know that virtually everybody can get pregnant. And the different ways we were talking about during the break. Now, freezing eggs. Who, who freezes their eggs? <laughs> how, what women freeze their eggs? Um, well, there's actually several different groups. So one important group are people that suffer from cancers. So if you're a young woman or a young man and you're stricken with this diagnosis and they're going to begin chemotherapy or radiation, that could destroy your gametes, your sperm and eggs. And so many men and and women will come in and either freeze their sperm or freeze their eggs prior to those treatments. Right. Who else? Um, Another large group are women that are delaying their childbearing. So remember that the probability of getting pregnant declines rapidly after 35 years old. And so if a woman's in her early 30s or mid-30s, does not have a partner or would rather wait until she finishes her her professional training or her career or what have you, then she doesn't plan to have a baby until her 40s. So so it's wise to go in and freeze her eggs at that time so that when she is ready at 42 years old, she'll have eggs to use. Anybody else? Um, There's certain unusual conditions like people with the BRCA genes. There's certain genetic diseases that you can can freeze eggs and test them. but those are the two principal groups for freezing eggs. What's the difference then between, well, I guess it would be that because it would be your egg. But sometimes you use an egg donor. Right. So what's the, when would you do that? You use an egg donor when a person does not have an egg of their own. So if they were unable to freeze eggs previously in life and they're now caught in a position where they don't have eggs, whether that's by nature, by aging, or by some, let's say they had surgery and lost their ovaries and no longer have eggs, then the only way to have a baby is to borrow eggs from someone else. And that kind of goes to what we mentioned earlier in terms of of creating hope for folks. In order to know how to beat the disease, you have to first know what's broken. So always, and this is the best advice I can give people, listeners on the radio, is always know why you're not getting pregnant. Go to your provider, go to your doctor, whoever they are, and say, okay, what is the reason I'm not getting pregnant? And you should have an answer. And then you ask, well, then what are we going to do to fix it? And then the last question is, what should I expect from this treatment? In other words, how long should it take for me to get pregnant? Because if I'm not, I want to know why. 
So those three things are critical when you're navigating through infertility to maintain that hope and make sure that you're, you're seeking the right care from the right person. Oh, that's so, that's just brilliant. Now, I need another question. When do, would I use a, I remember, I remember the word surrogate. What, when would I use a, what's a surrogate and when would I use a surrogate? So surrogacy refers to usually someone carrying a baby for you. Um, the term we like to use now is gestational carrier to dis- to distinguish it from a surrogate, which is where someone donates an egg and carries the baby oh. for someone. Whereas a gestational carrier is someone that just carries someone else's baby. So the reason why you would use that would be someone, for example, who had lost their uterus. They had a uterine cancer or a cervical cancer. They lost their uterus and cannot carry a baby. Or someone who has a medical condition that's too dangerous in pregnancy. So instead of them putting themselves at risk, they'll create an embryo from their husband and from their own egg to create their baby. But then they can't carry it, so someone else is is beautiful enough to do that for them. Fascinating, just fascinating. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is hopeful, doctor. Oh, it is. It's, it's it's magnificent. Now I, I know that the time is 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 running by, and I know that the two of you had something you wanted to say before it's gone. Tyler, did you want to start? Yeah, so I, I would just say again, um, for anybody who is in a similar position that we were in, to take the chance, go in, um, and, and get your questions answered. Um, the other thing, too, we had an amazing experience with Dr. Falk and his staff. Um, it, it's hard to describe, but, I mean, the only way that I would say is that they were like family to us. Um, it was it was every time we went in, it was a personal relationship with them. So it wasn't like we were just showing up and getting treated as a patient, but we we felt comfortable and knew that they had our best interests at heart, which was a great feeling. Mm. Anything to add to that? No, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, when we were sad, they were sad. When they were happy, we were happy. Like, it was awesome. They're for sure family, and I would definitely recommend you know, going to Dr. Falk. He would be embarrassed if I said that. We have a few seconds left, Doctor, but I know a few people are are afraid because of the cost. Will Mm -hmm. you just address that straight out? sure. Yeah, one of the tragedies of infertility is that it's not often covered by insurance, even though it is a true disease. It's something that people suffer from without their choice. And so it does create a, a fear of treatment or a limit of being able to overcome the disease. But the good news about cost is there's always a way. There's always a way to beat that. I mean, cost, of course, is important for everything we do in life. But it really, if you have the right priorities where your goal is to have a baby, there is always a way to achieve success. Doctor, you keep blessing families. (laughs) And you two have wonderful twins and send me a picture. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy the rest of your weekend, everybody. This has been Fertility and Your Family. And you can learn more at utahfertility.com. That's utahfertility.com. (laughs) 